Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. More companies are announcing flexible working hours in support of parents who need to be with their children at home during the spring break and, of course, during the distance learning or online learning period, which will be coming up in, what, a week and a bit's time or something like that? This has got many of you talking about how considerate companies are to working parents here in the UAE, mums and dads, mothers and fathers. What's your company doing to help you? And to those that don't have children as well, is this causing a little bit of friction that uh, parents are getting preferential treatment as opposed to you? Text us on 4001, have your say on the Dubai Eye app, or call us on 0487155001, one organisation that could really affect change with thousands of employees in the region and globally, is Nestle. Now, Nestle has recently announced the parental leave for primary caregivers. Mums, we assume, possibly dads, will be extended to 18 weeks of fully paid leave from 14 weeks previously. The policy establishes a minimum of four weeks for secondary caregivers, Is that dads? For whom there was no global minimum before that. It's big news to tell us more. We're joined in studio by the Nestle Regional Human Resources Director for Middle East and North Africa. Uh, David Meloto joins us live here in studio. David, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Uh, we're also joined by employment lawyer and partner at Adelshaw and Goddard, who's here to tell us about parental leave laws in the UAE, but also uh, answer any questions you might have about them too. It's a warm welcome to Ben Brown. Ben, bless you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Uh, David, let's go to you first and foremost. Great news from Nestle uh, for primary caregivers or mums. 14 weeks is, is, is generous. 18 weeks is even more generous, uh, fully paid as well, we're told. Why have you made this change um, in the company, but also across the region? Yeah, thank you so much. It's good to be here today. We are excited with this development. You know, in our company and also also in the region, we we really about enhancing the quality of life and contributing to a healthier future. And, and everything we do in our company is guided by and is rooted very much in respect. And in this context, we know that we have to create a supportive environment for our employees and, and their families to an extent contributing to their improvement, either their health, nutrition, etc., especially new parents who would be giving birth. So with this, we decided to extend this global uh, 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 parental support for our primary and, sec- and, and, and secondary givers because we think it's important for a newly uh, uh, born child to have the presence, to have the support of the parents at that moment. It's important for our employees. We care about our employees during this time when they are spending a, a huge amount of their own time at work that we create an avenue for them to be able to be with their newborn. So mm. we are excited about this. We think it contributes to our employee well-being and their family. And uh, we want to further support because it's, it's key for them. Uh, it's a move you've made regionally. Is it going to be the same globally as well for Nestle? We, in fact, have announced this globally in, in, in December. This policy is rolled out at Nestle at a global level. And it really sets the minimum standard for all our companies everywhere we operate. Of course, what is key for us, bearing in mind and taking into account the local regulations, but we are really doing this at the global level. We do believe that is an important thing as, as the family structures and, and the diversity of our family setups do change. So it's global, yes. 
Is it just more time off, fully paid, and therefore the peace of mind to mothers? Or are there additional benefits for new mums as well? There's, there's additional benefits. You know, there's a couple of things we're doing. Beyond just the 18 weeks of paid uh, 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 leave for, parent, uh, uh, for primary caregivers, the, any of our employees have, can be able to take that leave to a, a maximum of six months. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, what we also do we also provide return to work flexible work because we know that when parents do come back to work, you know, you can imagine the young one back at home and they are thinking about that. So what we also have as additional support is flexibility at work after the leave. So reduced hours, work a bit from home, of which our line leaders and teams are empowered to make that decision for them. But, but let me share with you something that might not be known in our region. You know, beyond this, in our facilities, we have put in place um, uh, facilities that enable what we call them breastfeeding facilities, mm. but that in reality is used and can be accessed by any of the employee who need that, either for breastfeed or milk express, because mm. we know when parents are at uh, uh, work, we don't want them to not have facilities that give them the comfort uh, uh, of, of, of their own well-being. So we got quite a couple of support structures, support benefits that we enhance for our employees. Ben, obviously this is an evolving law at present, uh, be it uh, DIFC or, of course, UA labour laws as well. How does the new parental policy at Nestle compare to the, ro- the, the laws as they stand? Uh, in short, very favourably. Um, firstly, I commend Nestle on, on, on this initiative, uh, and I have absolutely no doubt that this will help um, them, them attract and retain uh, the best talent. So, uh, as you've said, Tom, that there are two principal employment laws affecting uh, employers in Dubai, the DIFC employment law and the UA labor law. Under the DIFC employment law, uh, mothers are entitled to up to 65 days, uh, working days of maternity leave, and fathers are entitled to five days paternity leave. And really, the, the, the law adopts a very traditional approach. The mm. mother is, is the mother and the father yeah. is the father. There's, there's no concept of a secondary or primary carer. And under the labor law, uh, the, the, the entitlement is even less. It's, it's, there's, no, um, there's no right to paternity leave under the UA labor law, and mothers are entitled to 45 calendar days maternity leave. So it's, it, it is a, uh, a traditional and reasonably inflexible approach under the legislation. How does it compare with other parts of the world? I'm very conscious of the fact that there is a focus on uh, maternity and paternity leave around the globe. How do we sort of stack up against others? I think, uh, well, in relation to the U.S., quite quite favourably, their yeah. their employment uh, their employment laws are reasonably um, uh, not particularly generous. Uh, for the U.K., I'd say the U.K. is taking a, a more uh, progressive approach, and actually, the um, parental leave laws there do actually introduce a concept of of uh, of sorts um, of the primary and secondary carer in that. Uh, mothers and fathers can effectively uh, swap swap leaves, so a mother can take half of her entitlement, and then the father can take the other half. Um, so um, it, it's a real mix and match, to be honest with you. It and it, it and it depends entirely on the jurisdiction in which you're operating. You're listening to the agenda with Tom Urquhart. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, on Dubai Eye 103.8. 
We're talking parental leave. We're talking maternity and paternity. We're talking uh, what your company provides for you. Last year, in an unprecedented move, the DIFC, Dubai International Financial Centre, employees were told that they would get five days of statutory paternity leave as per the new employment law as the country looks at gender equality at the workplace. Has that come to fruition yet? Is that something that you are seeing? Is that something you've taken advantage of? Why are we talking about this? Well, Nestle have thrown their support behind families, primary and secondary caregivers, with their new parental leave policy uh, here in the region and globally as well. As part of that policy, establishes a minimum of four weeks for secondary caregivers for whom there was no global minimum before. Let's find out more about that from the team from Nestle because we're joined in studio by uh, Dave Malotto, the Nestle Regional Human Resources Director for Middle East and North Africa. Dave, we talked about uh, primary caregivers. Uh, what about the benefits for secondary caregivers? Am I right in assuming that on the in the main in the main frame, this would be fathers in the in, in, in the parental relationships. Yeah, potentially it could be fathers, but it could also be mothers, depending on the situation. But largely, yes, it, it could be fathers. The benefits they, they need to access this uh, uh, particular uh, um, support within one year of the um, arrival, the birth, or, or whatever circumstance of of the child. But what we also would do would also extend in that context flexible work and flexible uh, support structure for them depending on the kind of challenges uh, or opportunities that they have. You know, in in life things happen and, and at birth, you know, all the time we hope for positive, healthy situations. Every single time our view is an open minded one with this policy to say, looking at the situation of each and every parent, what type of individualized support we could give beyond what we are providing in the policies. And of course, they could also access their own um, annual leave as well to extend, but we've got mechanisms to enable support for them as well if extended time might be required. Ben Brown's with us as well, uh, employment lawyer and partner at Adelshaw and Goddard. Are dads getting a fair crack of the whip, Ben? Uh, has, has, that, has that ruling from DIFC come into practice yet or not? Uh, it, it, yes, it came in on the 28th of August um, last year. So, so from that date onwards, all dads uh, were, were entitled to the five days uh, paid paternity leave. Unfortunately, I only moved to the DRC in, in January, so, <laughs> so I, I missed out on missed that. Missed out on that one. Um, but, but yes, um, what we're seeing in the market is, is, is two things, really. Firstly, I think it goes without saying that most employers in the DIFC are complying with their obligation to provide that, that, um, that five days. Um, but actually, on top of that, a lot of international uh, employers will actually provide a benefit which is in excess of that five days. Mm. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know whether my own company does, um, but, but certainly it's not unusual to come across uh, companies which will provide two weeks uh, paid paternity leave to reflect the entitlement in the UK. Mm. Um, David, I want to get your take. In fact, I want to get both of your take on on. The, the sort of need for replacements. I mean, it, when you take a, a significant time off, be it 14 to 18 weeks or more as well, is there a need from Nestle to cover those roles? Do you have to bring interns in? Do you have to bring cover in? And does that cause friction? Today, it has not caused friction. In fact, it has created opportunity 
what we the something we call capacity loading, where when we have these opportunities, additional team members would are able to take additional responsibilities. In the main, this is how we do it today. But from time to time, we do have situations in critical roles where we then take make a decision to either replace for a short period of time. Uh, 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 the absent employee. But but by and large, it's working so well in our region. It does work so well. Our talents, our people here, honestly, the can-do attitude that we have within our organization, we are just seeing that they're just willing to take so much and they see it as an opportunity to take on what their colleague had done. So uh, that's, that's how we manage it today. But as we go further, we, we continue to be open-minded to look at situation by situation, business by business, and say, you know, in this situation, would we need to take additional replacement measure? And and that remains a leadership decision uh, uh, in those contexts. Ben, just want to get your thought on this. I mean, because, again, I don't want to be, you know, uh, Debbie Downer here or, or, or the naysayer, but you could see sort of potential issues, couldn't you, if those without children or single employees look at, parental leave as being a preferential leave or policy to the company as a whole. Is there, are, there, are there potential pitfalls here? Yeah, there's, there's, it's an important point. There's two things, two issues that potentially arise out of it. The first is that, um, and I'm talking specifically about the DIFC here, the first is that the, the law which, um, the new law which came into force on the 28th of August um, requires uh, an employer to allow the individual who goes off on parental leave to return to the same or substantially similar role that they that they enjoyed before they went on parental leave and with the same level of seniority. Um, so uh, when you're asking about replacements, employers need to be very careful yeah. that they're not permanently replacing that person, that actually it's only an interim measure. Um, the second issue is, and, and, and look, this was this was covered extensively when the when the new law came in uh, into force last year, is that there are um, significant anti-discrimination provisions uh, contained in in the new law. Um, two of those, uh, in particular, uh, prohibit employers from treating. Uh, employees less favorably on the grounds of their sex or or, or the fact that they um, are are or have been pregnant or are or have been on uh, maternity leave. So again, um, provided you don't treat uh, an employee less favorably because of those characteristics, then then you're okay. But I mean, broadly speaking, I would say I haven't come across many circumstances where um, where employees without children are necessarily mm. too upset by the benefits given to children uh, with employers. I for, I, for one, have certainly never been too, uh, too bothered by that. David, have you ever? Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think overall it's seen positive by Maine, at least from the communication we have been doing. But, of course, there could be potential pockets of that question. Maybe if I add a bit on what you said in terms of really the replacement from our standpoint as a company, we, we take a very firm view on some of those uh, uh, positions, especially employment protection. Mm. We, we, we are clear that uh, a parent going and accessing this leave as a minimum would, be, would, would come back to the same or similar position after their leave, be it is aid, whatever the time they take within the policy. And secondly, we also... Uh, insist a bid on health protection and non-discrimination. What does it mean? 
it means that moms today or future moms who would be pregnant uh, would really not be doing work that will prejudice them mm-hmm. in terms of baby or in terms of child. That's core to our values. That's core to what we stand for as a company. That is the issues that our leaders take on board. And it's something every day our HR teams are, are really looking at to make sure that we provide. And that, I think, is consistent with the legislation that has come through now. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's, it's something as in the Nestle group, is, is so embedded in our values. It's so much something we believe in as part of our diversity and inclusion strategy. Still in the presence of the Nestle Regional Human Resources Director for Middle East and North Africa, Mr. David Malotta is with us. And Ben Brown's still with us as well, employment lawyer, partner at Adelshaw and Goddard. They're here to tell us about parental leave laws here in the UAE after uh, Nestle uh, became a market leader in their particular policy um, uh, and uh, help to set a precedent for many, hopefully many others, to follow as well. Uh, they have literally thousands of employees. How many, I mean, just in terms of the numbers, David, that this mm. is going to affect, how many people are you employing in the region at the present? Totally, including our Nestle Autos business, we've got 15,000 plus employees uh, uh, within the region. Um, and uh, this represents a significant portion of our employees mixed in operations and as well as in commercial sales. Do you feel, and I know that Nestle have been a, a, a leader, a thought leader in, in a number of different avenues, not just uh, very proactive uh, law and uh, regulations such as this, but also in single-use plastics and, uh, and other sustainability methods. Do you think your decisions might help impact and influence other organizations to follow suit? We do hope so. And uh, we do because we fundamentally believe this is the right thing to do. We fundamentally believe that all our uh, all companies really can contribute to the whole society. And, and we are hoping with the small actions that we are taking, uh, uh, companies, we can inspire others to do the same. Ben Brown is an employment lawyer and partner at Adelshaw and Goddard. He's also here with us in studio. I mean, from what you're hearing out there at the moment, I know we focused a lot on the law as it stands at the moment in UA Labour Law and DIFC, but from what you're hearing and ear to the ground with other organisations, are there moves afoot, do you think? I think it, it, it's generally sector specific. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my clients are located in the in the DIFC. They're obviously sophisticated financial services companies. They are operating in a very competitive environment in terms of attracting um, the, and retaining the best talent. So really, they have no option if they want to attract and retain the best talent. Um, they have no option but to uh, implement these types of arrangements to, to help their staff. Um, I would say in, in some of the other sectors, obviously uh, manufacturing, I would say there's probably a less of a move towards that simply because there's not that competitiveness in terms of attracting, mm. attracting employees. So it, 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 it's difficult to say, but on the whole, um, certainly I would say over the course of the past 10 years, flexible working type arrangements, um, more beneficial parental leave arrangements are, are becoming more common. And talk to me very quickly, and I want to get David's thoughts on this one as well, about that, 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 that element of trust between you and your employee. Because, you know, I've heard a number of stories in the past of people who were due maternity or paternity leave and chose not to take it. They were very keen to get back to work as soon as possible. 
an element being obviously love of the job, a responsibility, but also this element of fear as well. Being away from the desk for too long, um, that element of presenteeism, being seen to get back and show willing as well. Is that something that you can do anything about legally or is that literally down to an individual decision? I think, um, look, as long as the employer complies with their obligations under whichever law governs them, um, then, then really it, 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 that's the minimum requirement. I guess what we're seeing is a, is a mindset shift. Mm. Um, so younger, uh, a younger generation are now becoming managers and actually are, are, are yeah. it's, it's less about um, looking at their direct reports and saying, right, you've got to be at work. They are far more understanding of people who actually may want to work remotely, want to work flexible hours. So um, the, the legal framework is quite inflexible, but actually the, it, it, it's a mindset shift that we're seeing. David, same for you. I mean, can you force somebody to take the full maternity or paternity? No, I would not force uh, anyone. Uh, but the point that you highlighted on trust is absolutely yeah. key. And, and, and the line leaders, the line managers and it, with their teams, they play an important role in building that trust, in building that relationship, in creating that access. For us, Nestle, part of what we believe in is that you know, the whole thing of presenteering, that by virtue of you being in the office, you are creating value, is something that we do not believe is really. We, we, we think results, performance is what matters, and we are striving towards that type of environment. But I, I must admit, mm. it's still very much work in progress. It's still very much a context where we know that in some of our areas, the issue of being present and being there is still very strong. Yeah. But, but from, from our organization uh, view, it's is really is the outcomes, is the results, is the value add that's really make a difference. You know, we are responsible for 19 countries. Mm. I mean, ranging from Morocco down to Egypt, etc. Mm. We've got decentralized teams. And part of what we're doing, we are putting in place virtual capabilities working through technology, working from any location, virtual meetings are a reality. And today when you see when we are facing COVID-19 and this type of situation, this type of ways of working is so needed. And therefore, if it comes on the backbone of trust that we know that people would, would, would really build on, collaborate and be open about their situation, it can even make flexibility a far more commonplace going forward. Ben, I wanted to pick up on that and from, from, from the wider perspective. I keep mentioning that, you know, we're in unique and extraordinary times at the moment. Kids are off school, weren't expecting that. Uh, a lot of people are being advised not to travel. Uh, some companies put travel bans on their employees as well. A lot of pressure on working parents uh, to be presenteeism or, or be present for theirs as well. Are we see again, uh, is it, is, is it, is it, a unique time and therefore could this be something of a litmus test for flexible working hours and the law therein moving forward? I think, um, look, it is obviously a unique time. Um, Having said that, flexible working is not a new thing. Uh, This is something that that companies have been um, looking at and trying to develop ever since I've been practicing for 10 years now. So it's not a new thing. I think what we might see um, is, is, is... a nice little shove in the right direction for a lot of employers. Um, I think a lot of employers will be found out in terms of 
um, they, they don't have the systems, the policies in place to allow people to work flexibly and therefore they're, they're, they're finding things a struggle at the moment to resource um, appropriately. So what you might find is this situation actually encourages and, and gives employers little, a little nudge so that going forward – they may realize, do you know what? This actually works fine for us. Yeah. Let's, let's carry on doing this. Because at the end of the day, if an employer um, gets through this period and realizes that actually 40% of their workforce don't have to work in the office, then that saves them 40% of their um, office space. Yeah. So, um, yes, I, I think it will, it will accelerate things. And, and to that end as well, I know we've talked about the potential pitfalls of preferential treatment for parents over singles or those without children, etc. Uh, could again, when it comes to flexibility of working hours, does do companies need to be very cognizant of that? That it's something for everybody, a benefit for for all. I think it really depends. I mean, look, th- this whole um, discussion around flexible yeah. working needs to be looked at in the context of um, what what a business is there for. An employer is there, or most employers are there to make money and to and to make profits. They are not there to facilitate. Um, unfortunately, the, the reality is an employer is not there to facilitate their their employees' childcare arrangements. Um, now, having said that. Um, so there's no obligation yeah. on them to, 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 to do these things. But as I said, it all comes back to how do you attract and retain the best talent? Mm. If you want to do that, then absolutely you, you should be looking at can you play around with working hours? Can you let an employee come in late after dropping off the kids, going home early after picking up the kids and then logging back on in the evening? So, so yeah, these are all things we would be encouraging employers to do. But at the end of the day, there's actually no obligation to do so. It's a really interesting point. David, maybe you could sort of help me with this one as well, because as a human resources director, obviously mm-hmm. you are very cognizant and given the, 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 the scale and the size of, of Nestle here in the region and globally, there are lots of different individuals that you are under your care, as it were. And I suppose that there are those that are more accepting uh, of flexi working hours, those that love coming into the office nine to five. Yeah. Do yeah. you have to provide for all, I suppose? Uh, from, I mean, that's why I, we, we believe that uh, individual situations has to be looked at for what they are. I think there's a balance. There's two schools of looking at it. You could have a general application, but you could also look at it on the other end and say, what are the individual employee needs that you could tailor to them? Some of employees have got a sick parent or a, 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 you know, a terminal parent. If they are having conversations with their line manager to find a solution, they would, of course, come to us and would find mechanisms and ways to accommodate them. But it's very much looking at it on an individual basis within the remits of the policy that we have mm. so that we really put through that care, we put through that level of, of uh, uh, support that would be needed. Have your say on the agenda with Tom Urquhart on Dubai I 103.8. We are talking maternity, paternity, employment laws and leave at the moment, plus your flexi working hours. What have your company done uh, in light of current circumstances as they change their policies? Lots of comments coming through for our two special guests. Uh, We've got David Malotta, the Nestle Regional Human Resources Director for the region, and Ben Brown, who is an employment lawyer and partner at Adelshaw and Goddard, both of them here with us in studio. Let's get some of those comments, Zines. Yes, on 
Twitter, Zishan got in touch. Zishan or your dad, let us know. 9 to 6, official hours. And if you leave on time, it means you're probably not as busy as you should be. Parent or no parent, the above rule applies. Avatar Gill owns a company. He says, uh, we've let all our staff do what they need to do as to in- to do so as to ensure the family comes first. This includes flexible working, realignment of workloads, and a huge dose of empathy. Just what we need at the moment. Uh, empathy is uh, obviously one of those um, uh, qualities that needs to be dished out at present. Uh, is that something that you're conscious of at Nestle as well, David? Empathy uh, for your staff? Absolutely. You know, our values are so rooted in respect and and. Part of the respecting each other, respecting others, respecting our diversity and respecting our communities. At the heart of this is really the empathy. But, but beyond that is the care that comes with understanding of what's truly going on. And our, our, our message to all, despite that we're talking today about uh, 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 parental support leave, as we are facing and the world is facing today, uh, uh, um, the, this this virus, this COVID nineteen, to demonstrate this care, we we're just reaching out to all all the people out there who are listening to us. Please follow the guidelines. Please uh, 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 take good care of your families. Please follow the basic hygiene standard. Let us all together tackle this. Uh, uh, um, particular virus because the world will be a better place when we do it together. David, quick one, uh, a little aside on this one. You announced this new policy on Sunday uh, in conjunction with International Women's Day. Yes. Um, You've said in the past that you as an organisation not in favour of gender quotas within the company. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, we, we have not set quotas per se in terms of that, you know, each business, each division has to do this. But we set for ourselves our own goals in which we want to strive for to be able to create a gender-balanced organization going mm-hmm. forward. So that's what we mean by that, because another school of thought is that, you know, you need to set hard quotas that everybody has to follow. I mean, the whole diversity and inclusion has got to do with not only... Uh, 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 the the numbers, but also the diversity in terms of perspective, thinking, approach. We have in our company here in the region 74 nationalities. Wow. 74 nationalities. So diversity uh, uh, is quite an important. And then inclusion is even more paramount because how do we make sure that each and every one of our employees feels included, they can contribute to add value, to make a difference so that we can serve our consumers and customers in a far much better way. That's, that's, that's what we, we believe it at Nestle. Yeah, quite right too. Um, interesting comments coming through from Facebook as well. And Ben, I'm going to just press you on this one as well. Um, somebody's just uh, posted uh, from Shopwell for Less. Thank you very much indeed for the update saying, good subject in the current climate, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I think employers need to be flexible for at least the next two weeks that the kids are at home. Uh, that was during an unplanned closure. At other times, though, uh, no, as they know the school calendar before accepting the role. But again, does that throw up sort of problems to a certain degree, Ben, where, OK, let's be flexible for a couple of weeks and then after that be inflexible? 
<laughs> I mean, these are these are unusual times. I yeah. think it goes back to your your initial point, which look a heavy dose of empathy um, at the moment is is to be encouraged. Um, I guess as an employment lawyer, um, I uh, my job is to um, help uh, add a little bit of pragmatism to that empathy. Um, so I think whatever an employer is going to do, whether it's to be flexible in the next two weeks or to be flexible. Um, over the course of the next six months or, or indefinitely, um, they need to put the proper processes in place and make sure that arrangements are agreed in writing with employees and that uh, fundamentally both employer and employee know exactly what is expected of, of each of them to avoid any misunderstanding. Listen, fellas, I've kept you for long enough. I know it's busy times at present, unique times, uh, exceptional times, busy times for both of you as well. Can't thank you enough. Ben Brown uh, from Adelshaw and Goddard. Thanks very much indeed for your time. Thank you. Uh, Thanks to you, David, as well. Bless you. Uh, Thanks and congratulations on the new policy. A A game changer. Thank you so much. David Bilotto is the Nestle Regional Human Resources Director uh, here in the Middle East and North Africa. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.